Thanks to Indeed for sponsoring the Apple Bits XL. Indeed knows hiring needs to be cost-effective when you're running your own business. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody. So I'm on the road right now, but I've got a special guest lined up for you, Ray Wong of Inverse. This is finally our official, official back-and-forth review of the Apple Vision Pro. We touch on so many topics, so... I know you're going to enjoy it. And then for those of you that don't want to hear about Apple Vision Pro, we will resume our regular scheduled programming next week. But there is so much to cover, so much to talk about. So the only thing I got to say is hold on to your butts. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of apple we're gonna go deep deep all things apple vision pro just like i kind of teased in the intro so i know you're gonna love that but before we do that let's just get to some orders of business first up yes be a part of the show call in record a voice memo applebitsshow at gmail.com your name where you're from what do you want to talk about do it all if you don't fine then i won't play it but applebitsshow at gmail.com is how you can be a part of the show and i love hearing from you all also, this show is brought to you by you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support this show. It's how you support my content. It starts at $2 per month, $5, which is like a cup of coffee, the $10, the $25, or the $100 platinum Apple level, and you get early access to content, rewards at different levels, a completely ad-free version of the show, a monthly Zoom exclusive live stream, and if you sign up, we're going to do an Apple Vision Pro giveaway. One of my Patreon supporters will be getting a Apple Vision Pro sent to him or her. I'm not even joking. It, it's kind of a big deal. So jump on it, patreon.com slash Tong. Okay, I'm not going to waste any more of your time. Let's get right into it. The deep dive review of the Apple Vision Pro. All right, everybody. So we had to bring an expert in the house, a regular of the show, Ray Wong from Inverse. What's up, Ray? Bam, bam, bam. Oh, he's doing the little buzz. Okay, the reason why Ray might feel a little deflated is because we literally sad. I'm so sad. tried to just record this uh, persona version of this podcast using Zoom because I don't have a third, like a secondary face ID, FaceTime profile. Someone's probably like, you should have asked me. Well, guess what? We're doing it now. And in the middle of our Zoom call, it basically kept on, the audio kept on timing out. So... Yeah. We're we should have used Microsoft Teams. <laughs> <laughs> what if no. what if that was actually what if that's actually the more stable app for Apple well, Pro? We'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out eventually. We'll we'll troubleshoot this. So we are doing the this one, the one pl- the one device where it's actually good. Yeah, right. right actually, <laughs> yeah. So we're doing this podcast. This is gonna be our official back and forth review. There is no real structure. We're just gonna kind of free flow, ask each other questions and talk about it. So Ray, I begin with you, although it might feel like we repeated a little bit of this. Yeah. You've been reviewing it for about a week. Your review is going up in the next day or two, if I recall right, or, or a few hours. Actually. Yeah, next next couple of hours. Okay. Um, it'll be it'll be live by the time you guys hear this. Okay, that's great. So I'm curious, you know, after all of using this, what are some of the things, yeah. you know, there's so many things to talk about, but maybe what's one of the things that sticks out to you right out of the gates? Repeating myself, but uh, it's okay. Uh, work, working in Apple Vision Pro. Um, you know me, I'm a bit of a workaholic and I like to, you know, 
um, work at a very high level and I like to be very productive. I like to have all my, I've got my work basically workflow down to a science for myself. Um, and if you don't, you're, you're listening and you're not familiar with my work, I'm the deputy editor of tech at inverse.com. And so I write a lot of stories, write a lot of reviews, um, edit a lot of stories from my team and, you know, work with a lot of photos, video, etc. And so for me, I need to be efficient and I need to be able to have multiple monitors in order to, you know, do research, read, write, create. Um, and using Vision Pro for the last week, I've been able to do pretty much everything that I've been doing on my MacBook, say for maybe, you know, five to 10% of certain things like, you know, managing photos from my SD card, right? Um, basically, anything I can do on an iPad, I can do uh, on basic uh, tasks on my MacBook Pro, I can do on uh, Apple Vision Pro. And that's been really just like exciting. I want to say just having these virtual windows, as many virtual windows as I want from multiple different apps, Vision Pro apps, iPad apps, Mac virtual display, like having them all connected and controlled with a keyboard and trackpad for universal control has been like so transformative for my daily work. And um, yeah, I've just been enjoying working inside Vision Pro. And, um, you know, you guys kind of miss this, but um, I'll repeat it again. And that is, you know, you don't need to spend all day working inside of Apple Vision Pro. You can take breaks. And I want to say, and I've said it on Twitter, I've said it on some of my stories, I'll say it in my review again. Um, the, the short battery life for me, um, about two hours of mixed use, maybe sometimes three to four hours of just Safari browsing or Safari working in Safari, that has been like a blessing in disguise, right? Um, seeing that low battery indicator is like, okay, time to take a break. Um, <laughs> you've been in here for maybe too long. And I think some people are on social media are taking Apple Vision Pro to the extreme. They're wearing it nonstop all day. They're connecting it to like, you know, portable battery packs and just trying to get as long and as much power as possible. And that's just not what Vision Pro is designed for. You know, it's not something that's you carry with you. You wear on your face all day long. It's not a phone replacement. Um, and the same way you wouldn't use a MacBook in the middle of the street, you wouldn't use it at a bar, you wouldn't use it in a restaurant, right? Um, you just wouldn't use and wear Vision Pro in those spaces. So I think for me, it's like how I approach Vision Pro is you have to be very intentional about when you use it, um, whether it's for work. And, you know, you, you might work in sprints, whether it's for watching video, you want to be very deliberate on like, I want to watch this piece of content on as big of a screen as possible, whether it's for playing a game. Um, don't let it get out of hand. Too much of technology, of any technology, is a bad thing. It's unhealthy. And uh, make sure to be like, you know, human. Remember that you're human. Remember that there's reality out there. And remember that, you know, you don't need to be a you don't have to let technology enslave you, you know. Um, you you have willpower. Yeah, you know, I think there you there's a few points that you cover here that I wanted to kind of jump off of. The social media, the first reviewers, the first I spent 48 hours straight in Apple Vision Pro, like the sensationalism of it is yeah. there in it. People then I remember even first seeing even some of the comments in my initial review were, Oh, our our society's 
over no you're not wearing this all the time and also for those people that have seen the clips of people you know even in the cars jumping out of a tesla and flinging their arms around Mm -hmm. that's fake that's like anyone that's used this the the movements are very subtle they're very natural Mm -hmm. you aren't flinging your arms all over the place at a super high Mm -hmm. speed and walking with it so those are people that are just doing it for the clout for the attention yeah. and and you know of course you're gonna have that i mean apple knows that people are gonna be like there was a guy pretending to dribble a basketball at on in the court side, side. Yeah. there's no basketball app and there's no right. app that does that that guy was just being a fool right and so but then you see the commentary about oh it's the end of the world people are doing this uh in moderation is always the case and People that are using this normally that I know of, um, I don't know many people that are in it for even for eight hours a day. Now, I know there might be some, but for me, I'm very deliberate after my review where I was in it a lot, a lot, a lot, like constantly Mm -hmm. because you're just trying to gather all this information and data points of how you use it, how you react to it. I put it in. I put it on at the end of the night um, just to kind of chill out for maybe about an hour, maybe two at the most. And then I'm good. Like I'm playing with the apps. I'm watching movies. I'm just trying new things. And. It is fun to come back, like watching an NBA game. I've done that, but I didn't watch it the whole time because I, I got a little fatigued. But ultimately, this is an incredible device. It's an experience like no other, but you don't have to use it all the time. And most people won't. It's just that right now, because it's fresh, you're kind of seeing a little narrative around that. But it, yeah. it, it's just not really how it's used. It's it's just not even the same as Google Glass. Um, you know, I like it. Like I said, I liken it to a MacBook, right? Like this... You use it in certain places, mostly indoors, um, and use and exercise common sense. Read the room, right? Or read your space and surroundings. When is it appropriate or not appropriate to wear this thing, right? Um, And that's just going to come down to context and just, again, common sense, man. Yeah, yeah. So, So much of what I'm seeing on social media is like you said, being so sensationalist. And it's, um, I really hope that it doesn't ruin the narrative around this product because it is an incredible product. And it's something that you can't fully fathom until you try it for yourself, um, which you can now do in any US Apple store. Um, And it's, it's, it's just not the same as a Quest or another VR headset. Now, don't get me wrong. Like those are fine and great uh headsets for their respective you know tasks like gaming right VR gaming and right that's that's where gaming really and there's excel. and and i'm not hating on the quest i'm just saying that they're different products they're similar they look similar but they're in different classes you know um and their price points reflect that the way you control them reflect that the kind of uh specs the fidelity of the screens reflects that um it's not an an apples to apples comparison and it's unfair it's it's really unfair um for both both devices you know yeah i mean there there will be comparisons but you know people that have used it will say these are different devices but they you know they have some there are some similarities but it's hard to say that you know these are like you said these are straight up comparable devices i wanted to ask you you know we talked about kind of initially just using the tech though what have been the what have been we'll kind of go back and forth and maybe some of ours will be the same Let's name a highlight for yours. You, you know, you're talking about work, but what's what's a yeah. feature or thing that really you're like, damn, this is awesome. Um, I want to say uh, spatial games that you can play with uh, 
another person. The other day I played a, and this, this is like truly blew my mind and made me truly see the potential of, um, vision pro. Um, you know, there's, there's this guy that is on Twitter. His name is Ian Zelbo. You, you guys might even know him. Um, he's a very young dude. I've never met him in person ever. Um, we've only like traded, you know, um, replies in on Twitter. Um, and I had just come out of playing a game of augmented reality chess in this app called game room. And he saw my tweet and he's like, Hey, let's play battleship together. Um, and he FaceTimed me. We both, uh, you know, answered the call in our personas. And then we jumped into the game. Uh, you know, we're both in our own apartments in our about to go to sleep in our own beds. And <laughs> we have this, uh, augmented reality, um, battleship board right on in front of us. And we're like, you know, placing our ships and sending, you know, uh, missiles, to attack each other and it was just so natural you know somebody i've never met i i, I suddenly just felt like i knew who he was mm -hmm. more than i've known him like on twitter for years you know we we followed each other talk tech all the time and it was just so cool i don't know like that to me was like oh wow it's it felt so natural it's opening a new world of communication it's something that i don't think i could have really like felt any real emotion towards uh, if we had done it on a macbook or an iphone you know um, that's really interesting yeah, yeah. i mean the like what you're talking about this is a device that um it is a first of its kind and we always talked about you know all the reviews will say like i've never experienced anything this like this before but i think part of that is there's an emotional aspect that this device offers that we just haven't triggered seen something anywhere else yeah right there's the spatial video stuff there's an emotional aspect that we haven't mm -hmm. felt like that in the device. You talk about gaming, this this personal, this actual personal connection that you made with someone through a persona, through a game that doesn't yeah. exist. Um, you know, even when you're you're playing Call of Duty, you don't see a feed of your your friends' mm -hmm. faces. Um, you know, while they're playing it, and you you absorb all that, whether it's a stranger, or a friend, you just don't. And you know, you're hearing their their voice, but this is like mm -hmm. another level. And so, you know, this is a very personal and um and people might say it sounds silly but yeah i agree it's in a it's an emotional device one that we I just say, seen the likes of before i want to say what like really sells the whole thing is just how responsive everything was you know um there's like almost like if there was latency i didn't see it it just felt real like one-to-one -one real time right and the fact that i didn't think about whether there was latency until like after and then I realized there wasn't any, it just felt like mm. real, you know? Um, and I've tried all sorts of like VR stuff, you know, stuff that gives you presence, um, games or, you know, communication apps. And it's just, there's never been anything like this where it feels like, you know, you're sitting together in the same room. You're not like up, your surroundings are not, you know, um, blocked out. Um, and like I, there was one point where I like literally like looked over the, the battleship board just to see if I could see his shit. <laughs> um, obviously I couldn't, but like you know, your your mind is tricked into thinking that there's something there, even though it's all kind of virtual, you know. Yeah, I mean, for me, I would say a highlight is, you know, I think we've all talked about this, but we can kind of get into it is the immersion that's involved specifically in like the media experiences, and what's surprising is. 
you know, Apple's demo videos, it's no matter what, when you and I will both say this, if you have, if you're just curious, or if you want to keep on doing your hot takes, you've got to Mm -hmm. at least demo this product first. I think you'll understand even without owning it. And you don't, you know, we don't expect everyone to own this, but you do that 30 minute demo at an Apple store, you'll definitely feel and change your brain or have a different perspective, whether you like it or not, about what this device can do. And what I've always talked about, just how immersive it is, you know, Apple's demo videos, people are like, that can't be real when the the, the screen, the movie screen just completely takes over, the background darkens mm-hmm. in your environment, and you're sitting yeah. back and watching a movie on basically like, it feels like a 100 foot, not inches, yeah. but like 100 foot screen. Um, mm-hmm. There's, you know, you can jump only in the Apple TV app. Um, can you jump into this mode where it turns it into a movie theater where you can literally change your seating position from front to middle row to back row to yeah. balcony and then balcony front middle? Like, and you have this theater to yourself and it seamlessly transitions. And you know what? We can't show this on video because of DRM, it doesn't allow us. And so, no matter how much you talk about it, once someone jumps in, they're like, now they then they've messaged me later like holy crap now i know what you're talking about and right you know, this is a very experiential device but the immersiveness um is incredible and again it's mostly a mixed reality device but when it comes to the environments which literally make me feel like i'm in a different place i i use this on a plane okay using mm-hmm. this on a plane te- is where i was like holy crap i'm taking this on every trip that i go <laughs> right you're not looking at these janky seats. You're in an environment. You can't You're not looking hear. at this like really bad displays on yeah. the back of a seat, right? You can't hear the airplane around mm-hmm. you, right? Because you're putting in, let's say, AirPods, noise canceling. You literally have now created a world that you're comfortable Bubble. in. Yeah. You can compute. You can watch movies. And I that's where that immersion level, when when it really feels like you're in a completely different place and you're just sitting in a cramped seat on an airplane. That was another point where I was like, wow, like, and you know, you're not going to wear it the whole time on the plane. You can, I will take breaks, but that really stood out to me. I can't wait for you to get on your first flight with this. And no one freaked (laughs) out when I used it. Like people, honestly, they don't care. Like all these people that are trying to get attention. If you look at people sitting next to them, like there's a guy in the New York subway typing away. I I feel like he was actually working. No one was like, so they're like, okay, whatever. You know, all these people that are trying to get attention. Like thinking that everyone's going to be like, oh my gosh. Yeah, if you walk up to someone and start talking about them, they'll they'll have some questions. But um, no one cares. No one had bothered me on the plane. And it it was incredible. It was incredible. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to try that because, you know, I'm obviously I've spent a, a lot of time in economy and I'm just like cramped in the middle seat or the window seat. And you know, you're I'm typing on my MacBook, but it's just so tiny. And um there's really nowhere to look. Um, and inside of like vision pro, you can have all these windows and different like apps open and like you you can work on a big screen and nobody else can see your, your work. You, you yeah. get some privacy there. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's going to be like a great use case. Um, you know, I want to say one thing about that guy, that guy was obviously doing it for the views, but also it's New York. Everyone minds their own business. Nobody cares. Uh, you know, there's so many crazy things in the subway. I think he was expecting way more like shock and like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's just New York, you know, we, we've seen crazier things. We've seen people carrying like, you know, sofas on the subway and like motorcycles or whatnot. 
floods, you know, all sorts of crazy things. So like a guy being stupid on, on subway is like not really that interesting to be honest. Um, yeah. I want to go back to this like thing that you mentioned, which is about immersion. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people want to make the comparison like, okay, but there are all these other headsets and smart glasses that do the same thing. And I'm like, Maybe, but I've tried pretty much all these. I've tried X-Real or N-Real or X-Real as it's called. I've tried, you know, um, Oculus Quest or MetaQuest and I've tried PlayStation VR and like a lot of these uh, smart glasses and or video glasses and, you know, VR headsets, they advertise, like you said, 100 inches or 120 inch display, right? But it doesn't feel like mm. a, that that screen. Mm. There's a you know, there's that kind of distance between you and the screen. And it still feels like a, a small little window that that's floating in front of you. But like the Vision Pro has like that real like feeling of immersion. It feels like that screen is floor to ceiling, you know, um, even like opening an Apple Arcade game I opened like Oceanhorn too, which is a Zelda knockoff. Um, and I, I made the window like literally floor to ceiling and it, the video game character <laughs> felt like life life. It was like my <laughs> size. I felt like I was in the game, even though it was not a VR game. Right. And I think that is something you, it's just so hard to portray in text or in a video and everyone truly needs to try this out. And when they try it, Ooh, will they get it? You know, they will get it. Yeah. You know, another thing when you talk about immersion that, we don't think about someone's like someone had commented to me and it's great when people write comments and questions because sometimes they trigger a thought that you actually didn't actively think about and someone said what quest has been out for all this time why 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 aren't quests why aren't people using quests in the wild and you know i first thought about it for a second and i have seen a couple but i think there's there's two reasons why we're seeing a lot of apple vision pro at least starting to be used in the wild a it's apple right there's a brand Mm -hmm. equity that comes with it but B, you don't need to bring controllers with you to use this. Mm-hmm. It is when we say it's natural, the fact that right now, you know, sure you can bring a, a an Xbox or PS5 controller if you want to game that way, but to use this and to play the games that are available right now, <coughs> you, it's just your hands. And so yeah. this this love this aspect of saying it's immersive, it's also immersive because it feels so natural. The only so thing natural. that is the th- only thing that's unnatural is that we're wearing a big thing on our face that mm-hmm. we that we feel. But other than that, this is the most natural. It's more natural than using a MacBook Pro. It's more natural than using your iPhone because you're using your hands and your eyes, which is kind of wild to think about. And we know this is going to, you know, get we know it's just going to get smaller and lighter. Okay. That's just eventual. And even the cameras on the outside will get better um, for mm-hmm. the feed that comes in your, in, into you. But you know, when, when I, when we've said that this is the most natural feeling product or tech device, there's ways that it is unnatural, but there are ways that yeah. is more natural than ever. Yeah. There are some quirks, like, don't get me wrong. Like it's not like by any means perfect or anything. And I think it's perfectly in line as a gen one product. Um, as opposed to what a lot of people are saying, it's a dev kit. No, for it's me, a dev, a dev kit, kit <laughs> for me, a dev kit is the core functionality. The very core fun functionality is not ready yet, but the core functionality is absolutely ready here. The hand tracking, the eye tracking, the, you know, uh, responsiveness of the spatial lock for the windows. That's all there. That's ready to go. 
it's 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 way beyond a dev kit okay and you know i i I just don't understand why people are fixated on it being a dev kit because oh the it's expensive oh there are no apps oh um you know um there's no um built-in audience yet right it's it just came out it hasn't even been a week yet (laughs) as we record this that happens with every product you know every new product it takes time and we don't call we've never we never called the iphone a dev kit for not having 2g or not having you know copy and paste at launch we never called the apple watch um a dev kit because the battery life stunk or it was a little slow or it didn't it didn't even have a way to install apps directly without an iphone was that a dev kit i don't think so um so i think people are just looking at the price balking at it and thinking this is it's too expensive and yeah maybe it is too expensive but um i think you have to contextualize it right like what is it replacing what are you actually getting from it and i don't think it's marketing speak i don't think Apple was being disingenuous when they said that it's replacing all these things, $10,000 worth of gear. Um, I know for a fact that it, it, it absolutely does replace a couple of grand worth of gear because I've been there, you know, 10 years ago, I purchased a TV and I purchased a, you know, big screen TV, a surround sound system and, you know, a whole bunch of physical media, computer, a camera, all these things, all this stuff told up to at least five grand or more mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're getting all this in something that fits in your backpack i mean i mean that's that's amazing in my opinion you know and yeah the price will come down it'll get thinner it'll get lighter and battery will improve and everything technology will always get better and you know first gen product will a first gen product will always be the best and the worst <laughs> of 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 its kind um but if you're an early adopter um, and you want the future today, there's nothing like unfinished about this. This is very finished. Um, and yeah, it's only going to get better with, you know, fine tuning things here and there. Yeah. You know, when you talk about that whole dev kit narrative, I thought it was very silly, but again, you and I had been able to try out the product first. So our, I, you know, once you, again, once you experience it, it's different than just looking at it from the outside and coming up with all these thoughts. Let's be let's be honest. Apple's marketing or at least initial tease about this. I thought it was really interesting how they approach this and very different. And the reason why is a lot of times, right, they will lay down every feature, really showcase what it can do. But I felt like they deliberately had Apple Vision Pro. They showed some of what it could do. But, you know, there's a lot that reviewers and people ended up finding out that Apple never talked about. And people said, why didn't Apple showcase this, right? And I think that that was a deliberate decision to maybe lean into this idea of this is new product. We want people to discover new things. Like, for example, none of the first, because we never thought it was possible, none of the first batch of reviewers pulled an app so close to their face that you could touch and scroll it, right? So you can physically mm-hmm. manipulate an app if you bring it close enough, like an, uh, the music app or iPhone or yeah. photos. And then you put your finger as if you're touching it, it glows <laughs> around your finger and you scroll it up and down. You can push and select it. And Apple could have told us that they didn't. Right. Yeah. That was discovered like a week and a half later. There are even people would tell me, why didn't Apple showcase the NBA app? 
that is one of the coolest use cases for me. And I, you know, me being, you know, you and I, we like to like download everything. We're junkies. We're trying to like dig yeah. for as many nuggets. You know, they Apple didn't tell us about that. We just found that, and people are like this is a reason. If Apple showed I, me this, I, think... I would have known. Like, there's some discovery that's happening. Even yours, mm-hmm. you pop it. You're yeah. curious. Pop out the sim, the sim card, the little hole on the battery. Oh, it's a new lightning port, or you know yeah. that they have been developing for a while, right? This didn't happen overnight. This could have maybe been a future port that they were planning mm-hmm. to use down the road in many devices, but because of the EU and whatnot, it exists right. in the Apple Vision Pro. But there's a right. lot of discovery that has been happening. I'm only naming a few examples. I think I think they did it on purpose because yeah. you know if you're handed the full manual, um, then it's kind of like you know, it's like it's like work. You're reading you're you're reading a book, right? And whereas they can like use word of mouth to yep. show how exciting this is and spread awareness, and like everyone everyone is discovering new little things every day. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think too much at once is maybe overwhelming for a lot of people. And so I think Apple has like been very, maybe very like strategic on like how to disseminate information, right? Like they have all these support docs out there right now, but like, you know, they know that if they leverage the blogs, the YouTubers, the creators, the TikTokers and journalists, Mm -hmm. everyone, everyone is like, digging for different scraps and discovering new little things, they can cast a much wider audience here, right? Like it's not just like for the, you know, privileged, <clears throat> Brian, uh, first, first wave of reviewers. Did you say, um, um, you, you were, you were like second wave, which is just like maybe five days after me. <laughs> right? No, 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 dis- no disrespect. I'm very proud of you, Brian. <laughs> I'm truly, um, only, only love from me. Um, but I'm just saying like, you know, 10 people getting 10 people to disseminate everything that no, it's impossible. It's impossible. And so it's much smarter to just like have hundreds of people, you know, sharing this information, all sorts of little ways in, on their own platforms and using their own creativity and like, you know, formats, um, that spreads it so much exactly farther, you know? And so so, that's um, so right, I think like, it's actually pretty smart. Yeah. That's why, you know, it was very deliberate, but it brings even, you know, being someone who bought it, that's a general consumer or a tech aficionado that discovers something like there's something that's exciting about just find mining for that gold. And then you put it out into yeah. the universe and people start talking about it. You're like, dude, I found that like there there's, that's cool. That's like, that's just really cool. I think, you know, I did want to kind of go back, you know, <laughs> I was talking about how they're really making this a, you know, what is it? A, there's like serendipity in finding these things. Yeah. And you you talked about the whole dialogue around it being a dev, you know, the narrative that it was a dev kit. And I wanted to kind of comment on that because I think, not I think, but what most people don't really realize is the VR space for the consumer is still very, very young and underdeveloped, mm-hmm. right? This is not a mature space. This is a space that still is figuring out what even just the wearable on the face thing what are the different form factors we've seen ray-ban meta be really successful with being like hey we're gonna make this look as close to glasses as possible and give you like one or two tech features we've seen the x-real segment space where like we're gonna make these media viewers for you but lightweight and then we have the vr headsets and then we have i'm gonna put apple's is a vr headset in essence but they're kind of doing their own thing so this is a space that we're going to see a lot of different form factors and models. And one of this whole dev kit narrative comes from, I think, is that people just are like, 
I've never seen anything like this before. This yeah. is new. And yes, this space is super new. <laughs> Apple is even Apple entering this market has now created this huge swell and bump of interest. It's put pressure on other companies to now raise their game. Like you can't tell me that Meta's working on a or already has been working on a higher fidelity uh sc- you know screen and camera system just because Apple's is already already better than theirs. Like again, this is still a very new place. We're going to see a lot of successes, failures, things tried, things work. We don't know if that we'll talk about. I don't even know if that eyesight thing will end up being a long-term feature. That's that's really up to Apple philosophically of how mm-hmm. they want to approach that, but this is such a new space in general that there's a lot of room to grow and I that's why you and I are both excited as tech reviewers. Look, phones, I, laptops, I have, tablets, yeah. headphones. This is exciting. This is exciting. I have not been this excited for tech in years. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of my followers on Twitter, on threads have have seen that. They felt it, you know? Like I have I haven't been like compelled to make vertical videos in years. I used to make them all the time for Mashable, right? And here I am like cutting new videos every day because I'm like, this is like, it's it's the joy of discovering these little things and putting it out there has been so like just just fun. And it's kind of like re-energized me a little bit um, to be creative. Oh, it's re-energized me and tired me out at the same time same same um but it's like you know uh it's not writing a review for another smartphone another tablet like another laptop this is like there's genuinely new stuff to discover and we don't know how this will play out in the next year the next five years the next 10 years um i say this in my review um that it's not it's not bs that Apple is calling it a spatial computer. And I want to be like, I want to unpack that a little bit. It's a computer. And I, you'll see this, you'll read this in my review. Um, what is a computer, right? Apple was mocked many years ago for trying to redefine an iPad as a computer. And the traditional definition has always been a computer is a laptop or desktop-like form factor running a window-based GUI system, operating system, right? With and controlled with a mouse and keyboard. And Apple was really trying to say, here's an iPad. There's a new way of doing things. It's not replacing the old thing, but here's another form factor with another way to control it with uh, touch and Apple Pencil. And it's running a different type of operating system and software. And you can do things that you can't do with that one. And this is kind of a continuation of that, right? Vision Pro is like the same thing. It's a computer first, can do all of basically most of the computer things that you've been able to do with traditional computer in a different form factor that's a little that adds the level of immersion with different software with also a different way of of input right hand and eye tracking and for me that the philosophy is just so much different compared to quest which is a game console first or gaming device first. And it's very clear it's a gaming device first because it has controllers, right? That's reminiscent of a game gamepad. And it's a computer second. Even like if you even look at the software for like the work components of a quest, it's still not there yet. It can't even do half the things that an iPhone can do. 
you know, or an Android phone can do. And, you know, there are reports, there have been reports out there that even Apple, uh, even Meta's own like employees don't want to use Horizon Workrooms because it's just janky. It's, it's not clunky. because they don't. It's, it's really clunky. It's, it's, it's bad. And if they can't even, if their own employees who are building that world and those apps and services don't want to use their own like apps, there's no chance that regular people are going to use it. So, um, you know, Apple built computers first and foremost. That's it. And the ecosystems around that. Um, Meta has not built any successful computer yet. And they should, I don't think they should be competing. I don't think they should be competing in the same space. I think Meta as a, should. As a computer, absolutely. you're saying. As a computer. As saying. a computer, right. And so I think that's that's where I'm like, it really annoys me that people do not understand that this is a real full-fledged general purpose computer, you know? And the first of its kind for this kind of like, with this kind of immersion, yeah, of course it's not going to be cheap. All right, everybody. Hey, let's take a breather to thank the sponsor of this podcast, Indeed. You know, we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And something that I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy with Indeed's hiring platform. Candidates you invite to apply are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search, according to US Indeed data. We get you one step closer to the hire by immediately matching you with quality candidates. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Just go to Indeed.com slash AppleBits right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Terms and conditions apply. Need a hire? You need Indeed. Visit Indeed.com slash AppleBits to start hiring now. Yeah, you know, I think also people, this whole idea of a spatial computer and spatial computing and that that phrase, I think the biggest response I got from my review was people when you they saw, because at the time, no one had really seen, they had, they had heard, oh, you could use your laptop, but no one had really seen how it worked, you know, how it actually functioned. And once people start seeing, they're like, oh, damn. Now I now I get it, right? Like Not enough people have seen that yet to especially from the general audience to understand, right? They think of VR headsets as gaming escape, not as actual work right now. But as an Apple knows this, it just takes time for people to get educated about this device. But it is an absolute, I mean, it's arguably, to your point, it's a computer first before anything else. It's like a computer first and an incredible media entertainment system, right? That That's, those are at least the two things that stand out. But you know, it's going to take time for people to get used to, but you have someone like director, movie director, John Chu, and he's been tweeting a lot 
about how because of the storms in LA, he stayed inside and it forced him to be like, let me give this thing a chance. And he's been mm-hmm. floored by the fact that he is editing Wicked on a spatial computer mm-hmm. with director notes over here, with mm-hmm. chat over there, and editing, right? First cut, Wicked the movie with an Apple Vision Pro. And he talked, he just mentions how I'm I'm doing this without having an issue doing it. Like it's blowing my mind while I'm doing it. And so as you get more of those experiences and as people hear more about them, as people try it, you know, they will see the value in like, oh, this is this is not an entertainment toy device. It's actually it is legitimately a working computing device. And yeah, right. The the you you can you can laugh at Apple's term of when they come up with terms, sometimes they're funny and sometimes they yeah. make sense and sometimes they don't. Spatial computing absolutely makes sense with this one. Um, yeah, I'm on board with that. And so Same. it's it is incredible. Even, you know, pinning just for fun. I, I'm not there yet, but I know we will get to that point. <clears throat> apps in a room and walking in mm-hmm. different areas. And those when you take off the headset and it's in standby mode, you put the headset back on. Those apps are exactly where you place them in space now when it yeah. powers down it does reset everything but the fact that 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 i mean even when you see that you're like oh yeah it should do that but the fact that it does do that and the fidelity mm-hmm. is all there and you kind of walk around the app and then when you walk behind it, it it becomes like a white panel but you you literally walk up to it and it looks that's the thing the fidelity of this it looks like it's in real it's right there it doesn't even look yeah. like it's projected it's your your outside role that can be a little pixelated but again I thought one thing that surprised me is I didn't expect the the backlash or the complaints about the pass-through video, but I forget that I've used so many VR headsets that Apple's pass-through mm-hmm. is the best, but a lot of people expect it to be like looking out in their real eyes and like it's not, yeah. right? It's not there yet, but the spatial computing thing, I'm I'm jumping around right now because there's so much to talk about, but it it is legit. It is legit. I, I think like sci-fi has like kind of almost like conditioned us to want to have these floating windows uh, hovering in um, midair in front of our surroundings. And, you know, I, I, in my week of using vision pro, I've taken the headset off so many times during the day, during the work day. Right. And, you know, I can't say I've ever like craved the uh, augmented reality windows um, when I took it off. It's like walking away from a, a monitor, right? Mm-hmm. Walking away from your MacBook. It's perfectly fine. It's not like a, you know, I'm like, oh man, I need to get back to my augmented reality, like, you know, window or like, you know, spatial uh, object or whatnot. And I hope we don't ever get there um, because then it becomes like, you know, problematic and by, might become like a little bit of an addiction, right? Um, I, said my, I, I said in my review that, you know, we let smartphones... Um, kind of um, enslave us a little bit and we all kind of in the in the last decade we kind of like retreated into our smartphones um you know we're doom scrolling or you know we're, we're we're just staring at our phones too much right and i hope we kind of recalibrate a little bit and don't like you know abuse spatial computing or augmented reality and like become further almost like you know trapped or entrenched into uh, the digital world because um, that would be really sad. That would be dystopian. Um, and 
you know, there are a lot of conversations. There's so many conversations you can have about this computer, whether it was Apple should have made it, whether we just because you can, should you have done it, you know? Um, but I think it's also like, you know, it's up to users to decide how how much of something that they want and whether it's good for us. Um, you know, that could play out very differently in a couple of years or whatnot. But use it in moderation, please implore everybody to like, you know, think of this as a, a thing that you can put on, get a little value out of when you want it, but don't, please don't wear it every day. Don't wear it everywhere in front of all your friends and like family and like ignore their kind of like, you know, humanity, you know, ignore them in person. Like, I don't want to talk to somebody with eyesight on. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't want to, I want, I want to have that real kind of like relationship, you know, um, I want to have a real connection. And obviously when you can't, like I did with, you know, my friend Ian, um, that, that, has some value but you know if we're really like we really care about like becoming like closer friends we'd probably meet up in real life you know at some point um and i think we should use this as a way to like connect people but like not as like the end all you know the end game of connection you know or you know whatever I, I so we've talked a lot about things that we really liked and let's talk about some of the bugaboos or things that stood yeah. out to you that you're like okay we obviously this is the first time they ever put it out but you know let's i, I want to balance this out and just talk about things that stuck sure. out to us that were like sure. uh you know this needs work you know that i wasn't too impressed with that well okay start with you yeah i want to say um spatial uh spatial cameras on the on the headset itself honestly i i am impressed with the spatial videos that you can shoot on iphone and watch in vision pro and i you know, record a whole bunch of interesting stuff um, out and about and watch them again in Vision Pro. And that was really, the 3D is really great. But uh, I just don't find myself, haven't found myself taking pictures of or videos of anything in my own home in mm -hmm. 3D. Now, like, yeah, I'm, I haven't shown this to my family yet. I haven't like, you know, had any um, big events like birthdays or celebrations and whatnot, where I would maybe be wearing the headset and like recording a memory. Um, so it's very possible that I'll have a change of heart when I actually get to do that. But also like, feel like when I'm there, I, I want to be fully present and give right. my undivided attention. And like, you know, there's that video of in the Apple keynote where it's like the dad is like, you know, taking a video, a spatial video with his headset on of his, his presumably his daughter's birthday. And it's like, yeah, maybe you can capture that memory in 3D, but I also want, I would want to be looking at my daughter with my real eyes and I would want my daughter to see my real eyes, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I know a lot of people have said that, how's that any different from like holding a DSLR in front of your face or holding an iPhone in front Difference. of your face or covering? It's, I'm like, they're not looking at your your fake eyes, your, your creepy little like, you know, eyesight. They're looking at, your real emotions. Um, and I don't want to undermine that, you know, in any way. Um, so I, for me, the cameras are great for tracking. I don't think I will really care about it for, you know, photography through spatial photography or shooting spatial videos with the headset, you know? Yeah. That the great point. I mean, I have, I mean, I feel like this is the case because the cameras are further apart from each other. I do feel like the spatial photos and videos 
have a little extra depth to it. It's very subtle. I don't know yeah, if I'm they making do. up in they my do. head. No, you're not. Feel, they do. I, I feel like they definitely do. Um, the other thing, though, is the camera itself takes like a square image and photo. It's like, you know, a one by one ratio. And so on the phone, I prefer the landscape fill out, you know, the view a lot more. So, you know, mm -hmm. so that just wanted to bring that up. I think for me, there's there's obviously a few bugaboos after using it over time for me. Uh, you've got to have a keyboard with this. I think that for yeah, me, text 100%. entry, text entry is like, you know how we do text entry on our keyboards with iPhone. You know, we can tap in certain spots. Yes, the eye tracking is very accurate, but because our eyes are fluttering around and looking at different things, they're not like they're not focused on a point. It's no matter what you do, you you might try and pinch and get that cursor between those two letters. It might take you ten times to do it. Yeah. Yes, you can pinch and drag the cursor around even landing on it can be hard um so i think just by nature it's weird to say this but the eye tracking is so good that any subtle movement that your eyes do actually throw throw it off and when it comes to very precise text entry that can be tricky so i would just let people know and recommend and some people might prefer it if you really want to be able to excel with text entry in this you got to use a physical keyboard that that's that's my takeaway. I mean, someone might say, uh, not really. I I do poke away at the keyboard. I have done the little, mm -hmm. um, you know, for logins when it's a easy username and password. I have done the stare at the letters on the keyboard and tap 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 away. But um, yeah, in small like writing out something like I'm assuming. Yeah, I wrote. You're not. You're not. I wrote away. You're not. Yeah. Away. So I wrote my like eight thousand <laughs> word uh, Vision Pro review with mostly keyboard. I did. Yes. Uh, dictate and I did, you know, try to peck at the virtual keyboard for a few lines, but it would have taken me like <laughs> a month to finish this review. Dude, um, I, it might take more. It might have taken might take more. more. I'm serious. I'm serious. You know what I would like love to see? I just thought about it this morning. It and I tried it and it doesn't work. It would have been great, uh, or at least like, you know, better if you could at least like um lay the virtual keyboard flat on a surface and then tap and get some kind of tactile feedback yeah. but it's actually angled and you can't like tilt it all the way i tried this morning several times mm -hmm. it just you just can't that would have been pretty cool i think or at least like helped you get some kind of like haptic interesting um and yeah, yeah, they might do that there. no they might do that they might do that. I think uh, it might also be like if you're covering certain like buttons, you might not mm -hmm. the cameras now you're not able to see properly. Anyway, um yeah, I think I, I kind of agree. It, the the keyboard, virtual keyboard is not ideal. Yeah, I mean it's a solution because it has to be yeah. there. But even I don't know about you, you know, when you're <laughs> type when you're looking at keys and having to peck away at them, mm -hmm. you because your eyes are there, like my eyes aren't focused on the screen. And again, this is an eye because of the nature of the UI and the UX of just like the eye tracking stuff. It's like I'm pecking away, but then I'm like looking up and then I'm, <laughs> I'm looking down. It's and sometimes it gets messed up with that because you're looking yeah. up, but then not looking at the key. But I would say text entry, you know, you got to go keyboard with this if you're going to be using this as, yeah. a, as a work as a work type device. That's that's my takeaway. Any what, what else for you kind of said? I was like, uh, this is kind of clunky. This doesn't work the best for me. Um, maybe this is like super small, but it did it kind of annoy me? Um, super small. Um, there's no way to easily see the time inside of Vision Pro. I think that's deliberate. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't love it. I don't like being trapped, feeling like I'm I'm enclosed in like 
I've lost all sense of time and space. <laughs> I know that there are two ways to actually like get the time. You can use Siri. Obviously, if you're wearing a watch, you can it'll, it'll pass through. You'll see it. Um, you can go to control center, but you have to like look up, tap on a little arrow. Then you can see the time. But like, it just would have been nice to get a persistent clock at the top. You know, even just looking up near the control center, control center yeah. uh, button, um, just show the time. You know, like you you get the time on Mac OS, you get the time on uh, <laughs> uh, I, iOS and iPad OS, and obviously Apple Watch. But like, yeah, I I did like lose a bit of sense of time. I felt like I was in a Las Vegas casino where there are no clocks anywhere, um, and it would have just. I think that's an easy fix they can they can add in the software. Yeah, I, I think um, putting a clock there would be nice, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see it. Um, another thing, I think because the experience is so good in general and so just draws you in, this whole idea of switching the battery packs, and like you said, it's kind of a blessing. Mm-hmm. It Ooh, didn't yeah. bother me that the whole two-and-a-half, maybe three-hour battery life, depending on what you're doing, um, Everyone's like, you have to carry a battery pack. You know, I'm not walking around with this thing personally. Uh, I'm typically sitting down or maybe standing. At least as of now, with its current form factor and design, I'm not even making excuses. The external, I, it didn't bother me as much. It just didn't bother me as much as I thought it might be an issue. The fact that this battery's here. I'm normally sitting down on my couch. I just have it. I have stood up and it kind of like dragged me like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck. But, um. It's not a, it are it's surprisingly not as big of an issue as I thought it might be. Yeah. It it really did not bother me. There was only like one time um where I was like, damn it. Um and that was on a, a Zoom call with my other editors and I was show, showing them my persona and they were like, you know, irked out by the for by the first time. And then I looked at the battery like it was 20 minutes. I was like, okay, I, I can do like a 30 minute call on this. <laughs> then it was, it ran down to like at the 15 minute mark, it ran down to 10%. And I was like, okay, I, I, I saw the warning. I ignored it. I was like, I can make another 15 more minutes. And then it started like a pop-up period. And I was like, it's going to power down in 30 seconds Yeah, yeah and yeah. like plug it in. And I went, ran over to uh, an adapter, like my power strip and plugged in, but it was like the adapter I had wasn't the Apple one. It didn't provide enough uh, like voltage. <laughs> and Basically, my persona died. <laughs> oh no! Uh, and they like, said it just froze, and then and then I I, I crapped out. But it would it would be nice to uh, you know be able to hot swap a yep, battery yep. in. Um, and yeah, to your to what you just said, you could plug it. I could have plugged in an external battery pack, but the fact that you can't like the fact that you can buy separate battery packs, but you can't hot swap it, yep. I feel like is something they could improve on in Absolutely. Gen two or Gen three, or at least like you know have some way to like save the last state that your vision pro was in. Um, because if the battery dies, you lose everything. Right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that's true. And so, I mean, they to to Apple's like point. I mean, in Apple's defense, they do like give you like a whole bunch of warnings. And I kind of kind of just ignored all of them, but um, yeah, a way to hot swap or save state or something like that. Put a little battery coin battery in it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how that would work. I mean, uh, hot swap, yeah. hot swap is key. I, you know, I put it in my review as well. It's like, we need to eventually get to that point, even if it's a minute, mm-hmm. just, just some some type of hot, type of hot spot, hot swap. Sorry. Okay, uh, let's talk about it because we can't ignore it. Comfort. All right. Okay. Where, yeah. Where are you at with this device, comfort wise? How you know everyone's different, quite honestly. Yeah. Um, how long can you wear it before you need to take a break? And what are your takes on the solo knit band versus the dual loop? Yeah, I think I might be in the minority here because uh, 
um, a lot of people seem to not like the default um, solo knit band. Um, that is the wide one with the fit dial. Um, the one you see in all the marketing. Um, they're the second uh, band or strap that's including the box is kind of like the the one with the top strap. That Overhead. one's the, the double loop band, and it's not as cool. It's not as like you know sexy. Um, but I actually prefer the solo knit um, band, um, even without like the top strap for like to hold the weight of the headset. Um, like you said, everyone's head shape, face shape, you know, um, bone structure is different. Um, and you, you really got to try it, uh, to find the right fit, but I've been like using that one, uh, the, the solo in band pretty much exclusively. Um, and I've had no issues. I actually don't feel like I've run to many situations, uh, where I've felt the weight of the headset. Damn. And I, I don't know, maybe I just have a strong yeah. face or something. Strong, cheek strong cheekbones, strong cheekbones. Um, but I think I know. I, I think I have somewhat of an idea of maybe why um, I didn't feel the weight. There was only one time, and that that was the time that kind of like keyed me into or clued me into why I might not have felt so much fatigue or anything. So uh, because I'm like I've got multiple windows, I'm like kind of like constantly turning my head, looking in all yeah. directions, um, and making these kind of like micro movements. Um, I think I'm just not. I've got like some kind of good like blood circulation in my neck and I'm not allowing it to cramp up or anything like that. And so like for me, if I'm moving and I'm like taking off the headset every one, every, every like, you know, short interval, um, I don't feel that, um, that weight, but there was one time where I was on a zoom call, um, for an hour. No, sorry, not a zoom call, FaceTime call. I was on there for an hour and all I did was sit back and look forward. There's no other app windows. And that's when my neck cramped up and my face started hurting. And I literally had to beg, like, uh, you guys know her, Christina Warren. Um, I had to beg her. I'm like, I, I'm sorry. Like, you're great and everything, but I got to get off this call. My face hurts. And, like, you know, she, she, she sympathized and understood. And I just took it off. And I was like, ooh, I felt so, like, relieved that the weight had, like, been taken off my face and yeah could i've alleviate that pain uh, or fatigue with uh, the double loop band probably but a little bit um, it, i mean it helps a little bit but it's not but like uh, significant but yeah i think uh generally i've been having a good experience with the solo knit band like again i think i'm gonna be in the minority here a lot of people said that's just like a band that's for marketing it looks great on pictures but it's you're gonna switch to the uh, dual loop band so i don't know try it out everyone's head shape is different you'll feel but, what, but you know. what's the what's the rough time that can you literally be in this thing for like four hours because for me it's literally i need to take a break around the 45 minute mark yeah it's an hour i always do um i just yeah there's no other and i use the solo knit band the overhead band i've so are, used this oh go ahead are you basically asking me like how long i've gone it with it on just in, I, gen I have, in general not even how long but in general when do you take a break like yeah. because of the pressure and the weight when do you do that i've never felt the need to take off the take it off because of the pressure like yeah. i've never felt the need to take it off because of the weight i've taken it off because i need a break from like yeah the looking sensor. at windows not because of the weight um and again maybe i'm in the minority but I think you are. I like taking breaks. I like walking away from my computer and like, you know, coming back to it, you know? And so for me, it's like, okay, maybe that's generally like 30 minutes, 40 minutes. So I'm like, you know, I take the headset off. I okay. walk around my apartment or the office and then I put it back on um, and continue working. Um, there was one day where I 
basically tried to push the limits of it and try to wear it continuously. And I last like, I want to say like at least like an hour and a half. Um, And then at that point, it's just like either I felt I need a break or I just like, you know, it was just too much for me. It's too stimulating for me. And you got to remember like these, these are screens that are like millimeters away from your eyes (laughs) and my eyes kind of get dry. I wear contacts so my eyes can get dry and I don't know what the long-term effect of this is going to be. Um, but I think people should take breaks and I think Apple should have some kind of like, you know, uh, give, give users a heads up new buyers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, Hey, take regular breaks. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Interestingly enough, I, I never had any motion sickness, no nausea, no dizziness, yep, no, no nothing. Yeah. For, I think part of the motion sickness is, there are not many, if any, there's not many virtual experiences in here where it's a complete environment takeover where you're moving a lot. Yeah. They're mostly mixed reality. The only environment takeover that I've seen is Jetpack Joyride puts you in like this as if you're kind of like in this mechanical room. Yeah. You're still not moving. Um, and everything else is, again, very mixed reality and pretty static. Um, so I haven't felt it either. So, okay, that you, I think you are definitely a unique case. But, you know, the fact that you're mm-hmm. even just taking breaks every 30, 45 minutes or so, yeah. that, that's probably why you may not feel it as well. Um, I, I'm, which leads us to our final question um, of the pod. Is this, is this worth the price or and in conjunction with that who is this for who do you think it's for i mean the answer is going to have so that question is going to that question is going to have so many answers depending on who you ask exactly um and there's just no way to like answer it for everyone and please everybody and not even please everybody like satisfy everybody um because a everyone's budgets are different b everyone's computing needs are different um, and you know, how much value you get out of a device like this is going to be very different for everyone. Again, all goes back to like, will you get sick motion sickness? Will you feel comfortable? You know, all these factors are going to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, play into the purchasing decision. Um, so let me answer your first question. Um, do I think it's worth it? Right. Um, yeah, I think I said this earlier. I've been there. I've replaced all my gear before I've owned all the room-sized gear and equipment that this thing replaces. And to me, I understand the value of all that stuff. And I see that it's actually cost less in this. And it's incredible. I mean, that's just, it's truly spectacular that you can have all that stuff now contained inside of a headset. Um, So yeah, I think it's worth it. Um, And, but, but I also understand that it's just too expensive for, a lot of people, you know, most and they're people, quite honestly for most people and it's okay. Uh, you can, those people can like, you know, most people can wait for gen two, gen three and wait for the cost to come down a little bit and um, then experience it. Um, a product, new products don't need to be for everyone straight out the gate. You know, um, it is always early, early adopter tech is always for people with like, you know, ex- uh, disposable cash, you know, like disposable, disposable money, um, disposable incomes. Um, and yeah, what was the second question? Um, I mean, you, you kind of answered it's, it's just generally like, you know, is it worth it and who is it for? You know, I think that who is it for? Yeah. Yeah. For, for me, like to your point, you know, we align with that same thing. 
it's who's it four four out of the gates obviously the early adopter tech fan and yeah apple fan right that's and that is who yeah. has you know typically here's what i found the most fascinating thing so i went to two apple stores on launch day and mm-hmm. i was so impressed by the people that were when people say oh this is a early tech adopter product uh based on what i saw i'm gonna actually in in real life i'm gonna say no because there were there were people you know there's a gentleman that was like 80 85 years old i thought he was with his son and i thought his son was the one that was going to get the apple vision pro no no his son didn't care because i was right next to the area listening he's the one that wanted to try it out he's the one that wanted to buy it there were multiple people over 70 years old at one store and i was like wow this is fascinating there's men there's women of course there's a lot of people that are just trying out to check it out but the appeal of this device is much more broader right out of the gates than I think most people would have expected. You know, when just go to an Apple store and sit around the demo area and just you'll you'll that'll tell you who's really interested in this, but it really surprised me and it kind of recalibrated my thinking of, oh, who really is interested in this device and it obviously speaks to Apple's brand, their general consumer appeal and people are just curious what this is. And also seeing the response of some people who literally audibly were like laughing, chuckling, oh my gosh, like, you know, mind blown things from it. It was actually refreshing. It was cool to see because the tech world is different than the general consumer. We kind of forget that. And I thought that was, you know, I I agree with everything you said. You know, it's not for everyone. This is, you know, this is a. a I don't think I've ever forgotten. I don't think I've ever forgotten that, you know, it goes back to what is a computer, a computer, you know, is a different, has a different meaning and different purpose to every type of person. Right. And so, you know, I, I hate that people say like something is just for tech enthusiasts, mm-hmm. um, especially a thing that's clearly designed to have many purposes, you know, yeah, it can be just... anything. It, it, can, it can be anything to anyone. Right. It can be, uh, a way to DJ. It can be a way to, a way to like you know rehearse for uh, presentations for a student or a professor. It can be for work. It can be a gaming device. It can be I don't know all sorts of things. Um, and for me to hear you say like you know there are all different type types of people out there like interested in this product. Um, right shows that a computer is very different to an eighty year old. Versus like, you know, us, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, people our age. Um, and so, yeah, a, a computer is something that has wide appeal. Um, it is not just for nerds and tech enthusiasts, you know, anymore. Um, but I think, so, I yeah, think, I, I, yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. I'm, I'm saying that it was refreshing to see, of, like, look, the reality is you and I have used this so much like you and I see it yeah. as a computer, right? The general public yeah. in general does not see this as a computer first. And all those things that you're talking about, look, the pushback from a, a general person will be like, yeah, but I can DJ for, you know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying this. I can DJ for $500 with records, mm-hmm. right? This is another way to DJ, yeah. right? So it's the, the, the price is, you know, to me, no matter what, it's hard for me to recommend to anyone unless the use case is there 
you're going to spend mm-hmm. 4000 really 4000 plus on this device that's really it's not 3499 dollars yeah. right with it's tax four, right it's yeah. 4000 plus you get an accessory you even get apple you upgrade it's the storage to, right it's close to 5000 let's be real right and so yeah. um that that is you know factored into it i'm not saying this isn't for everyone but obviously the price does it is a serious consideration for people that want to do it but i was just really encouraged just to see that when you hear when you see a lot of this backlash or this negative commentary that you know what the tech world and this is maybe a vocal minority but you hear it a lot the tech world versus the real world is totally different we've seen this with iphone right that yeah. what they are curious about what impresses them what they value yeah is different than the general quote unquote i put in air quotes tech world things and so i just thought it was really refreshing and cool to see for me people that i did not expect to see be first in line to want to try this i thought that was cool doesn't mean that they're gonna buy it either right they didn't all walk (laughs) out of the door with them yeah but but they're curious they were curious and they had to try it i think that's pretty cool and you know that apple wants to see that quite honestly they know this is a long road they're not expecting to sell of course they'd want to sell millions and millions i don't think they'll sell millions and millions they'll sell a good amount but um they they know this is a long play for year five year 10 and yeah i can't wait to see what it's like like i don't want to be so (laughs) old that i can't enjoy that (laughs) brian apple vision pro brian you will be that 80 year old in life shit you know i will but i'm just like like in the future like this is the future in today's tech I just don't want to be so old that I can't like, could you imagine what this might be and what in 20, now that we have this right as a, as a, the flag is in the ground. We have this now, everything moving forward is going to be like, Oh my gosh. And this is already a, Oh my God type product, but that's just wild. I, I, it's, it's just fun. It's exciting. Like, I don't, I don't don't think this has to be the end all. It's not the end all. I don't think this has to be the end all. I don't think this has to be like the ultimate form or th- no. the only form of computing, right? No um, much as much like we already have like different form factors, different ways to access the internet um, and services, you know, this is just one other way, you know? And like I said, I don't think it's going to be for everyone. Maybe when it's cheaper, it will become a little more mainstream, but I think there's always going to be a, a place for MacBooks and smartphones and tablets mm-hmm. um, to kind of like live alongside this thing. This thing lives alongside all these devices that came before it. It's not here to kill or obsolete those or replace them, you know? Um, so Look, yeah. Let's be real. It's pretty cool. Apple doesn't want any, Apple doesn't want the iPhone to be replaced anytime soon. <laughs> like let's, it, let's yeah, it does not. <laughs> right? yeah. it, they're I mean, not the Mac- there yet. The Mac just celebrated its 40th anniversary, okay? And we're like, you know, iPhone and iPads were supposed to replace that. No, 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 man. They just got even better in the last couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I, Apple, Apple is happy to sell you many different devices that all work and connect together as opposed to, you know, uh, cannibalizing its own products, you know? Mm-hmm. If it does, it does. But it's also like, you're, there are different tiers. Um, yeah. So um, it's okay. It's okay. Um, if you, it's okay if you cannot afford this right now, or you're waiting for it to get more affordable, or you just don't care about it at all. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah. To just stick with your two D uh, 
laptop or a phone or tablet. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's, it's just, all good. It's just a different way to access, you know, information. Yeah. All right, Ray, on that note, um, would you like to tell people where they can follow and find your work? Man, I've, I'm so like, you know, active on social media now. Uh, can I plug everything? Yeah, just do whatever you want. This. All right, man. Uh, don't cut this out, editor. <laughs> I'm the editor, um, can, first of all. I'm the editor. So just give you it can to find, us. You can find my uh, Vision Pro review uh, by the time you listen to this on uh, inverse.com and all my other tech stories there. Um, you can find me on X or Twitter um, at Ray Wongy, R-A-Y-W-O-N-G-Y. And then I'm also on Instagram and threads at Sour Lemons. Um, so yeah, love to hear what everyone thinks. And yeah, if you drop a comment or a reply, I'll try my best to reply back. All right, there you go. Okay, Ray, uh, thank you again so much for being on the pod. You know I'm going to bug you again in the future because <laughs> Wong Tong Soup, that's how we do. <laughs> Wong Tong Soup. I love it. That's love how it. we do. All right, bro. There's we'll talk ring soon. to it. It is, it is, it is. All right, we'll talk soon, buddy. All right, man. Peace out. All right, so there you go, our back and forth review of the Apple Vision Pro as arguably in depth as you could get unless you want another hour, which quite honestly, we probably could have done. So thanks so much for listening to that. I hope you all enjoyed that. And if you have any comments or feedback or you know your thoughts, you know you can always just record that voice memo, send it into Show at gmail.com but we also got to give a big shout out big thanks to our platinum apples at the 100 level brandon ledford gil cabrera wesley freighter jared lewis michael gigliotti atari koenigsegg and gregory ford thank you again for your amazing support and thank you to all of you who continue to allow this podcast and all my content to keep on going it means so much and i can only say thank you to all of you that support at any level and remember patreon.com slash brian tong opportunity to win a Apple Vision Pro. I'm not even kidding when I say that. All right, everybody, that is going to do it for this week's episode. We will be back here, same bad time, same bad channel, to talk so much more about everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. But until then, it's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Take care. Be safe. Peace. Peace.